welcome back. It's Charts Life, and that means it's Mick Gurren, that music. It's what I play for him whenever I'm in the studio. Mick Gurren, how are you, mate? And uh, I know where you are, and I'm a little bit envious. <laughs> Hi, Toby. A happy new year. I didn't get a chance to speak to you last week, and I haven't been on here much with ECN in the last or the first part of the year, so happy new year to all of our listeners. I haven't had a chance to talk at and on the Gold Coast, mate, I'm actually uh, going shopping today at the yearling sale. So we've got a few to look at today, tomorrow. No shopping Saturday, then shopping on Sunday and Monday on book two. So we'll go out there and get involved. And uh, just parked up at the hotel. As you know, you set yourself up. You get ready for what races are on today, tomorrow, over the weekend. So there's lots going on, Tony, when you're in both codes, as many of the listeners to the show are. Yep. There's um, plenty to keep us busy this time of year. No, not much in New Zealand harness racing over the next few days. Only two meetings, but there's one horse of real interest. It's only a five-horse field in the Cambridge Flying Stakes, and that's Majestic Man. Yeah, well, he, obviously, with what's happened with Bolt for Brilliance, unfortunately, breaking down, then Muscle Mountain got a virus, and he would have been favourite for the Great Southern Star. He is now not coming. Uh, and Sunday Sun was never going to come, but he's had a setback as well. So you wouldn't believe the best three trotters uh, in New Zealand. Uh, all out of play for races like the Great Southern Star. So Majestic Man, who's been there and done that before and raced very successfully at Melton, albeit two years ago, is now back in play. Um, probably because outside Just Believe and Queen Elida, maybe Majestioso, but he's a tricky horse to follow. It's not that deep in Australia, and he does have gate speed, uh, and there's probably no reason waiting at home for the group ones coming up. So he'll race tonight at Cambridge. And you mentioned the fact there's not a lot of racing this weekend. Well, bizarrely, there's no Friday night harness in New Zealand, which doesn't make mm. any sense. Why this meeting is on a Thursday night, I have absolutely no idea. And the same thing happens next week, and again, I have no idea why. But um, he'll race tonight, and if he wins, and he probably should, he's been two twenty to a dollar fifty, and he might start a dollar forty as what looks an uncontested leader. Then I think he'll be on the plane, and he'll come to the Great Southern Star. I don't think he'll be Just Believe or Queen Elida or even the best version of Majestioso. Um, but yeah, he may come over. It might add some interest or a few more eyeballs. But I think it's more for them. The horses, well, he won on Cup Day at Eddington. It's worth throwing, having a throw at the stumps. But if you had a market for the Great Southern Star, surely he's got to be a twelve or fourteen dollar chance. He he probably should have been here six months ago, really, and raced through all our big races because I just think he suits Australian racing or something better than he does that Kiwi racing, and he would have got away from those really good more. ones. Yeah, okay. He, yeah. He's raced by a syndicate, and, and they're good blokes, and they love to go see him race. Yeah, okay. If he was a, a sole-owned entity, absolutely. You would have sent him to somebody over there, yeah. parked him up for two years and won 300K. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, syndicate owners tend to race for different reasons, which is great, and it's wonderful to have these big syndicates in the game. So, um, yeah, he'll, he'll go across. He'll wear gate speed. He, he might be a horse who actually costs another horse a great Southern star, even if he doesn't want it himself. He's one of those type of horses. So but the really big news for the for the carnivals, obviously, is that copy that's returning. And you can make a case he's the best horse in New Zealand and as good as any horse in Australasia when he's in New Zealand, but he hasn't been that horse in Victoria. And he's bringing Old Town Road with him. Now, Old Town Road's mm. actually part owned by Josh Dickey, who trains and obviously lives um, in Victoria. 
and uh, Zach Butcher will stick with the horse, so Josh won't be jumping on because he doesn't drive enough at that top level at the moment. And he beat Copy that and did so really impressively at the workouts last week. He's a hell of a fast horse. So those two, I think, add really interesting depth to an open class crop where, you know, there's no absolute terrifying star. I think Rock and Roll Do might be the best of them, but I don't know. And I think I think they've both got enough speed. Um, one off the top end copy that, and Old Town Road coming from back in the field, that they're going to be factors in a Ballarat Cup market and a Hunter Cup market, whether they're factors in the finish or may well depend on the barrier draws. Yeah, 100%. And, and will they both stay for Sydney for Miracle Mile? No. Uh, no. Apparently, copy that I haven't heard, but Merv Butterworth wasn't keen on the Miracle Mile, but Merv changes his mind a lot. Um, Old Town Road, definitely not. He's got a spot in the race by Grins. Obviously, copy that. We'll be getting a spot in the race by Grins. <laughs> yeah. We now know Rock and Roll Do's got one as well with Labras. So um, Old Town Road's definitely coming home and not going to the Miracle Mile. I actually think copy that would be a magnificent Miracle Mile horse. But I don't know. I don't know what they'll plan to do with him. Um, the young man who's travelling with copy that's a young man called Andrew Drake who is Ray Green's foreman. Of course, Ray Green has spent time at hospital um, in hospital and therefore can't be making the trip. Um, if you see him at the track, anybody, give him a shout-out. Very good guy, really conscientious horseman. You won't know the name Andrew Drake, but you may well by the end of Hunter Cup time because uh, he won't do anything wrong by copy that. So the fact that Ray's not there with him, um, not a major consideration because they train very much in tandem. And actually, at one stage last season, they were actually officially in a partnership. So that'd be Andrew's first big trip to Australia with a good horse. First time John Dickey, who trains Old Town Road, and is one of the great Southern Star, Victoria Trotting Derby. I think he's one of about four or five breeders' crowns, John Dickey. All trotters. The first time we've take, we taken a pacer to yeah, Australia. Yeah. Campaigned a pacer over there. I actually sort of thought in my mind that they were pretty much like an Anton Galeno exclusive trotters, but obviously not. No, look, they've, they've always had a good pacer, but you need a bloody good one to go to Australia. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but probably I would have thought the team might be a 70-30 split at some stage. John's dad was very good for the, with the trotters. He used to train in Waikato, which is an hour and a half sort of south of Auckland, and he had a lot of trotters then because it's really hard to get good pacers in the New Zealand marketplace. Since he's moved to Auckland, um, I think they've found owners with a bit more cash and they've gone out and bought a few horses. So, yeah, very good horse. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he won a Ballarat Cup. I'm not saying he will, because obviously he might draw barrier 13 yeah, and yeah, be yeah, yeah. You know, $16. But uh, it wouldn't surprise anybody in New Zealand because his improvement from what he was a year ago, Toby, he actually hadn't won a race October last, so 15 months ago, he hadn't. He was a maiden and a proper maiden, never, never won a race. And in that time, he's gone from that to running third 13 months later in the New Zealand free-for-all, beaten by self-assured and majestic cruiser. Um, so he's he's a, a really exciting horse, and be interesting to see how he adapts to Australian racing because some horses do and some horses don't. I'm not sure I asked you this a couple of weeks ago, but the Franklin Cup was a four-horse race. Did they open up a can of worms by running a four-horse race? And, and and I just wonder your opinion on it, CS, because you're always so clear on your thoughts on these things. 
Well, I'm a great believer the best horse nominated for any race meeting ever, unless it's something totally ridiculous. Like, unless you nominate Sunline or Blacks are Fake against 100 maidens. Yeah, yeah. I'm a great believer we should do our absolute best to get the best horse to the track every day of the week because yeah. the best horses we have are the best assets we have, and they tend to be driven by very good horse people. Copy that driven by Blair Orange. And so if you give them a chance to race, you give you a focal point to the meeting. And if you drop four of the worst horses from the meeting, well, no one, that's yeah, okay. So, 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 because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what happened last week. This is a very good good time for you to ask this. And last week, those same four horses, more or less, but including Old Town Road, were going to race in a race at Waitato, the Cambridge Flying Mile. The mm. race was called off because there was only four starters. Mm. This is how it changed the coverage of harness racing in New Zealand last Saturday night. In the New Zealand Herald, the biggest paper in the country, we have a thing called Race of the Week. It's a big graphic. It's half a page. You can imagine it in your head. It gets a lot of attention. Well, because there was no good gallops on last weekend, we were going to have the Race of the Week as the Cambridge Flying Mile. We would have also had a support story, which would have been talking about copy that versus Old Town Road. And then people would have, you know, the fields would have been in the paper. People would have watched it on Saturday night, taken a pick six or whatever. As it was, once they dropped that race, there was no story in New Zealand's biggest newspaper on that. It never got any comment on the radio. I didn't watch a race at Cambridge last week. Did not watch one because the open class pace and the open class drop were gone. It was just a hack meeting. I had no interest in the meeting after that. And the fields didn't appear in the paper because as the racing editor of the paper, I had to make a decision. What's going to have more interest? I think it was Tauranga Gallops or something or the, the, the pacing races. Well, the bottom line was without copy that and Majestic Man and Old Town Road, there was going to be less turnover and less eyeballs on the harness, so we yeah, dropped it. Yeah, yeah. So it, it went from being a factor on Saturday night. You you think about that in your own life. If you were, oh, well, if you were watching, for example, tonight you mentioned Majestic Man. If Copy That and Old Town Rogue were racing tonight at Cambridge, you would feel compelled, like you had to watch it because you would know what's going to happen on the Hunt Ballarat Cup next week yeah, and how it's going to yeah. affect it. But when they don't run there you won't even think about turning Cambridge on unless you watch it tonight for Majestic Man. And that amount of eyeballs, which generates turnover, which generates interest, which generates an entire array of things, is what happens when good horses start. And when good horses don't start, it's really easy not to turn the television on. So that was a really graphic example of it last week. And I was smack bang in the middle of it. And I said, well, I can't as a neutral racing editor, justify running these fields without the good horses. They would have led the racing coverage had the good horses been in there. And that's probably no different to this week. I know a lot of people listening to the show may well watch the Magic Millions. They they might enjoy a bit. They probably have no real interest in it because it's a sales race. But you put Animo in the big race this week. Not the two and three-year-old races, obviously, but you've had Animo racing this week. And people watch Animo. Well, Pid Winks there five years ago. People have to watch it, and it gets enormous coverage on the television. Yeah, and every yeah. time we don't have the best harness horses, when they're available on track, then we are missing those opportunities. And that's why I think the best horses outside something ridiculous, with, you know, for example, a rating 120 yeah, horses yeah, starting yeah, against yeah. rating 60 horses. Yeah, yeah. I reckon we should always start them, mate, because also... Those two horses have now left the country. And when you start losing horses like them and Mark Shard and uh, Triple Eight and all those horses who end up going to Australia and never come back, then it just a little bit of interest drops away and a little bit of interest drops away. And when you say that, if you think, well, okay, we've 
those four horses didn't start. What four horses started in their place last week? Well, they're the lowest next four horses to get in, which will yeah. probably be maidens. Yeah. So I'm a really big believer we should do it when at all possible because the maidens, if they're good enough to win their way through the grades, they can be the good horse. And if they're not good enough, then they don't deserve the same rights as the good horses. Yep, fair play. I agree with you. I haven't... I... I sort of, I was 80% there, now I'm 99% there. Mick, thanks so much as per usual. Clear your thoughts. Have a great rest of the week up at the Gold Coast and uh, make sure you put your hand up for the right one. Well, we're going to try. Um, yeah, it's uh, X-rays are the problems with the gallopers. Like you buy a harness or horse, usually you're fine. But with the, we X-rayed 12 of them yesterday and 11 failed. But obviously we're reselling them. We're ready to running them. And so it's a different, a different type of X-ray than an end user would do. But... Yes, when you get strict with them, you have a lot of x-ray bills, no horses so far, but looking forward, Toby, to getting over there in a couple of weeks. I'm really looking forward to getting back um, for the Hunter Cup. I think it's going to be a magical race, a super weekend, and, and I think Trot's vision is going to, going to really go to town on it. So looking forward to being part of that. It's an exciting couple of weeks in Victoria. So good luck to everybody who's having a play there and all these cool races that are coming up. Good on you, Mick. Thanks, mate. Cheers, mate.